Coming up, Disney Cruise Line takes top honors in Condé Nast Traveler magazine. Disneyland Paris enlists the help of a famous chef for a new Ratatouille attraction. And Frozen continues to make headlines at the box office, this time with a sing-along version of the film. Plus, later on, we discuss what the future holds for Walt Disney World as we focus on some of the major projects Imagineering is working on. All that coming up next. From the Bob Varley Studio in Orlando, Florida, this is the Diz Unplugged. This is the Diz Unplugged, episode number 675 for the week of February 4th, 2014. The Diz Unplugged is brought to you by Dreams Unlimited Travel, experts at helping you plan the perfect Disney vacation. Be sure to visit them on the web at www.dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show, coming to you live from the Bob Varley Studio in Orlando, Florida. I am your host, Pete Werner, joined at the table this week by my good friends, Dustin West. Hello. Sean Thompson. Kathy Whirling. <laughs> Corey Martin. And back by himself, <laughs> Craig Williams. Uh, John and Kevin could not, uh, uh, could not be uh, here today because after their uh, safari into Africa for last week's segment, they contracted malaria. Um, no, they just uh, are under the weather and uh, couldn't be here this week. So we'll all send them good wishes and hope they feel better soon. And we'll see them next week. It's... Always, uh, always, uh, uh, not, not, not taking nothing, nothing away from you guys, right. but it's always uh, a little less when, when, we're, we're when those guys aren't okay. here. So, um, so I just want to point out that everyone in chat can see your teleprompter over your yeah, shoulder. The it looks like Star Wars <laughs> over your shoulder. <laughs> yeah, back to my. Sh- yes. Oh, they can. They can. Oh, we have to put an- we have to put anti glare on that on that. Yeah, I'm using a teleprompter for for this. We didn't um, we didn't trouble just because that. I you know I, for the for those watching the video show you watch every show and. Uh, you know, for the first two minutes of the show, I'm looking down at my screen <laughs> because I you, you're not going to expect me to memorize this stuff. Um, so, and I'm also for those watching on video, will notice the new prescription lenses, uh, prescription frames for Google Glass, which uh, I just got and it just turned on for no apparent reason. Um, and uh, very excited about that. But uh, that's been one of the biggest things that people were asking about. Yeah, yeah, the prescription. Uh, I haven't had the lenses, actually, the prescription lenses done yet. I just got these yesterday, but I wanted to wear them. So I have my contacts in, and these are basically vanity frames right now. (laughs) (laughs) All my frames are vanity frames, but with prescription lenses. Um, Before we get started, I do want to just make a a note of of a big milestone for us. Today, it was one year ago this week that we launched our first live show, and we went video. Yeah. It's February 5th, 2013. So it has been one year. (laughs) <laughs> has been. And uh, it has been, uh, it's been a great year. I mean, we've, I, I think it's kind of exceeded our expectations, Dustin. I mean, in, in terms of what we thought working on it and kind of getting ready for that. And I, 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 what I love about it is that, you know, when we were planning it, we had a million different things in mind that, um, you know, we thought might happen with it. And even like some of the technological things, um, and it kind of formed a life of its own, you know. Especially. Well, the idea of having John do the news wearing a unitard from a trapeze <laughs> uh, was probably a little ambitious, but right, it, that didn't work out. But uh, you know, the the whole kind of the whole kind of culture around the live show um, 
is is more than I could have. And of course, with a live show, every now and then you have technological glitches. Um, <laughs> it's, no uh, edits, right? It's, <laughs> it's but that's a that's yeah. a that that's been a blessing. Yeah, not having to edit the show the way we used to because when we were doing audio, you know, we had the show edited uh, because we could really, and uh, you know, it would. But that would be sometimes, you know, editing an hour show would take like three hours. Mm-hmm. Um, and then having to listen to the whole show. Right. Over, over again. Over again. <laughs> because, it, because at that point, we weren't, um, you know, watching ourselves for certain things. No. It, well, that was the whole concept behind it when we were doing just audio was that, you know, just kind of let everybody go. Um, and I and realized probably some of the some spontaneity has been lost because we have to be careful that we're going out live and. Can't say some of the things we wouldn't normally say <laughs> that we knew would be taken out in, in post. But um, overall, I think the trade-off has been great, uh, yeah. you know, with uh, with video. So just wanted to make sure that I I uh, I acknowledge that, that uh, one year ago this week. It's really cool. So, all right. Um, in housekeeping this week, I uh, just want to remind everybody to, as we talk about YouTube, check us out on YouTube, the Diz channel, WW Info. I'll have a link to that in the show notes page with this and everything else we discuss on the show, disunplugged.com. Go ahead and subscribe to the page so that Dustin and Craig can keep their jobs. Right. And, uh, you know, that would be nice. We would like that. Uh, also, the Disneyland. <laughs> the Disneyland <laughs> I'm just edition. looking at the reflection now. I can't help but look at the reflection. Oh, well, thanks, thanks for continually pointing it out so that now everybody else is going to be completely distracted by it. Um, also, uh, the Disneyland edition of the Diz Unplugged uh, this week, Tom Bell continues his review of off-property hotels with a look at the Staybridge Suites. Plus, he has a chat with John Hennessy, founder of City Race and Race LA. And uh, of course, uh, we have the upcoming Diz Meets to raise money for Give Kids the World uh, North Texas. I believe that's Fort Worth, uh, March twenty-second. Um, the New Jersey meet, April 25th through the 27th. Uh, Hershey Park in Harrisburg, PA, June 13th through the 15th. The Nova Scotia meet, coming up August 8th through the 10th. The Indianapolis, Indiana meet, September 6th. Of course, the New England meet, October 3rd through the 5th. And now I see Arizona has been added to the list of the date to be determined, but they're aiming for an October Hmm. An October date. Yeah, that's that's been on the boards. It's been floating around for a little while. Um, so just have to keep an eye on, keep an eye on it, and and see. What I'd be really excited about that. I would love love to get out to Arizona again. Um, been there a few times. Absolutely love it. Absolutely it's love beautiful it. Beautiful out there. Give me a, give me an excuse to go to Sedona again. If you haven't been to Sedona, oh my lord, what a great place. Some crazy people in Sedona to be sure, <laughs> but it's beautiful. You know, people walking around hugging crystals and stuff. But, hugging crystals? Well, you know, they carry crystals. And it's very new age. It's a very new age. It's a very spiritual place. And, you know, and I'm not knocking that at all. Um, just saying that, you know, be aware of that if you go to Sedona. Because um, even the, the homeless were very new age. Um, so, not that there were a lot of homeless in Sedona, but we saw a few. But some great places to eat, some great shops, some really unique um, and it's just beautiful. It's like being on Mars. Everything is red. I know. It's beautiful, though. Absolutely gorgeous. We did that. Uh, our first time there was with the Adventures by Disney. Uh, um, well, it's now it's Cowboys and Canyons mm-hmm. is what it's called. Yeah. And 
Southwest Splendors is right. what it was called a few years ago. So. I gotta say that's a more appealing title. I don't know. Southwest Splendors, <laughs> yeah. Then Cowboys and Canyons, yeah, yeah. That sounds like a, <laughs> Cowboys and Canyons sounds like a gay porn film. But I was gonna say it sounds um, like a Touchstone film. But <laughs> well, <laughs> see where your mind goes and where my mind goes. But um, so yeah, I'm very excited that uh, Arizona. I'm excited for all of them. I really yeah. am. And uh, I know I, I'm, I'm trying to I'm trying to reschedule the surgery <coughs> so that I can make all these meets and trying to get it done before that'd be good north uh, uh the texas meet so because my other doctor said you know he doesn't want me traveling for a certain number of weeks mm. after i have it done i just gotta bite the bullet and schedule the damn thing and have it done but i have no feeling in my right foot <laughs> so it probably would be a really good idea to do um but um that's all i have for housekeeping do we have anything else i do not no no Anyone? 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 Bueller? Anyone? Oh, I'll, I'll just add a quick one. When I did my um, NASA social two weeks ago, one of the people that were on the social was a podcast listener, and her name's Amanda. So, hi, Amanda. Oh, that's cool. And Sean got, uh, Sean, Sean met somebody. I saw that come come up on Twitter or in an email somewhere. You met yeah. somebody in the park. Oh, yeah, that was really nice. Um, I was just in the park last week, Magic Kingdom, and uh, we went into Starbucks and got a coffee, and then I came back, I came outside on Main Street, and a guy came up to me yelling my name. <laughs> and it was super nice. It was really nice to meet him. I guess he was from Utah. And Sean is easily startled, too. If you see Sean in the parks, you, you really need to approach slowly. <laughs> Have your hands showing. His fight or flight instinct will kick in. <laughs> <laughs> I probably looked a little startled because he wrote that in the email, but I wrote back to him. He was, he was a super nice guy, and it was nice to meet him. But yeah. Oh, and of course, we have to make sure we mention um, the uh, uh, you, you and Craig just did another edition of right. your very uh, popular Universal uh, podcast. It's really um, popular in Korea. <laughs> yeah, you know, you're going to hear us cracking jokes about that. But um, you know, a couple months ago, Craig put up. Uh, a video clip of uh, Let It Go uh, from the World of Color show at uh, Disney California Adventure. And, you know, it did pretty well. It was getting some nice views. And then we noticed, like, a couple of weeks ago, all of a sudden, <laughs> it had, like, 120,000 views. And apparently, it got picked up in South Korea. Well, the, all of this... the movie came out, right? So the yeah. movie was finally released in, in South Korea. And so everyone was going online looking for... And related see, videos and they found this one and they right. loved it so. and I was seeing the comments come in I'm like but we've been spam Korean <laughs> all the comments were in Korean and not that there's anything wrong with that but you know we can't answer you <laughs> um, but uh, yeah it was really cool though that was really cool to see you know all of a sudden, there's just crazy spike in, in traffic from South Korea. I'd like to put some of those comments into uh, Babblefish or Google Translate and see what comes up and see if it, like... Well, because they, they never get it, you know, they, they, they translate literally in those things, so yeah. it's always kind of funny um, how they come up. Um, really cool app now for Google Glass, where if you're in a foreign country um, and you have this app running in Google Glass, you look at a sign and it translates it into no, English real time, yeah. in real time. Wow. Um, so, and it'll do uh, Spanish, French, Italian, Portuguese. Does it like only recognize it, certain fonts or something? I don't. It has know. to be big. Like you can't you can't hold it up to a menu and try to translate the whole right. menu. It has to be like bigger, bigger signs, and you don't even have to be connected to the internet. It's all built in. Oh my god, that's huh. really cool. That's, that's crazy. Wow. Yeah, they've been doing a lot of really cool things with Google Glass. Yeah. And for those listening, I am actually wearing my Google Glass now. Um, but you can go out to YouTube and see it, right? If you'd like. Unless you don't have a computer. But if you don't have a computer, how are you downloading the show? Well, you could have a smartphone. But then you could go to YouTube there, too. Because you can get to YouTube on a smartphone. 
So I'm just saying, you don't have to watch. But and leave us comments in Korean. Yes, if you can, <laughs> if you can type in Korean, please leave us a comment in Korean. We would like that. We won't know what you say, so you can say anything you want. <laughs> no, never mind. Hanyoung. <laughs> so, all right, anything else? I just wanted to mention that man's name was Raymond. I forgot it at, at, when I was talking about him, but it was nice to meet you, Raymond. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Then we are going to turn it over to Dustin with the news. Okay, I will try to do, uh, try to do this justice if I can... Uh, Get this well, yeah. Start by reading. <laughs> I can start by reading. Well, our first news story is uh, Disney Cruise Line takes the top honors in uh, Condé Nast Travel Magazine. The, the readers of Condé Nast Travel Magazine have recently ranked all the ships in the Disney uh, Cruise Line fleet the top in the top five in the uh, 2014 edition of the uh, Reader's Choice Top 100 Ship Awards. The Disney Fantasy uh, came in at number one in that list. Um, Condé Nast Traveler Readers hit the seven seas for 39,473 different sailings this past year, and they've shared all their experiences in the annual cruise poll. And then they have a, a big, long list of, you know, twenty, uh, the top 20 here. And uh, like I said, it's uh, the Disney Fantasy is number one. The Disney Wonder is number two. The Disney Dream is number three. And then there's a celebrity you gotta, you gotta. I'm sorry, you got to wonder about that, the... Uh, the wonder number two and the dream number three. Does um, it have to do with itinerary? I mean, it might. It might. But also, the magic was recently rehabbed, so I don't think it's taken to account. I don't think that would that be new. Uh, that many sailings went out because the magic it. was number five uh, after the uh, celebrity eclipse. Exactly. Celebrities showing up. Uh, oh, yeah. Number eight uh, celebrities there, and then what's interesting for me to round out the top ten: uh, the Independence of the Seas on Royal Caribbean beats out the Oasis. I don't know. And how, the Allure. I, I, well, I mean... It's 10 and 11. I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't get that. I don't get that. I mean, really and truly, the Oasis and the Allure are stunning ships. They to really come, are. To come in at 10 and 11. Um, service level on the ships is amazing. Um, all right, food in the main... Actually, food in the main dining room the last couple of cruises I've done on the Oasis was much better than right. it was the first time. Um, so, you know, it might have been a one-off for me uh, that first time I was on it, but... Um, food in the main dining rooms was much better, but food in general was phenomenal. Options for food uh, were phenomenal. Staterooms are beautiful, very big, um, bigger than they are on the uh, on the Freedom class ships, which the Independence, I believe, is is one of the Freedom. Right. Class Do you think ships. it's because of the size of the ship? I know for me, I prefer the smaller ships. No, no, give me that. Uh, no, I, I like the space. Public opinion. I, I mean, if these were reader voted, do you think it's because of the size? Well, they're wrong. <laughs> and they're all wrong. Yeah. They're all wrong. But, you know, the, the highest Royal Caribbean rated here was uh, uh, an 85.6 on yeah. the Independence um, at number nine, which, you know, I, I mean, we, we've always said that, you know, Disney is usually rated in the luxury category. Celebrity certainly is a luxury line. Well, the Disney Fantasy is a 91.2. That's, that, that's the highest grade that any of them mm-hmm. got. Yeah. You know, so they're not yeah. 100. <laughs> well, I don't think anything's ever going to get. You know, a hundred. Nobody's going to be not you know, going to yeah. get all those people to say fabulous things all the time. The highest category was service with a ninety-six. This is overall for Disney Cruise Line, and, yeah. the, and the lowest was excursions. Yeah, at eighty-three. I wonder why that is, but it's interesting though to me that you know beyond because Disney and Celebrity took the top eight hands down, and it's interesting to me that the next line. And that is Royal Caribbean. I mean, I think there is 
kind of an opinion out there that maybe Royal Caribbean could be more of a budget cruise, not not to the point of like Carnival or anything like that, but compared to Disney. Well, you know what you you know, and we've said this many times before. Uh, Royal Caribbean as an alternative to the price point of Disney is a real is something to really consider because it's uh, you know you you have nice ships. Uh, they're not. They're, I'm sorry. They're just not on di- up to Disney standards. I'm not going to sit here and say that, but they're more than acceptable. It's not like you're traveling on a garbage scow. Um, stateroom, you know, their 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 staff is is wonderful. Um, a lot of different things to do on a Royal Caribbean ship versus a Disney ship. Um, kid services are there and probably better than all the other cruise lines, but certainly don't hold a candle to Disney. Yeah. No one ever will. But, you know, if it's a matter of cruising or not cruising, and you can't afford the three, four, or $5,000 that Disney is charging for a stateroom, you get the same itinerary on a Royal Caribbean ship for half that. Oh, yeah. You know, that, that's got to that's gotta be, uh, it's gotta be a factor. And so Royal Caribbean really is a good option in, in, in those cases. So, you know, it's... Uh, but you know, like I said, celebrity, you know, celebrity cruises. You did a celebrity cruise. You did, did the, a med cruise. Did the Millennium, uh, celebrity Millennium. It was very formal. We didn't know it was going to be that formal. It's also skews a bit older. Yeah, um, right. a celebrity definitely skews a bit older. And uh, yeah, Corey, Corey wasn't thrilled with having to put a tie on. Well, it, I didn't mind. It was just last minute notice that uh, you know we kind of booked this cruise last minute, and you know we were packing for the whole trip, taking photos of everything, and we had a lot of casual stuff in there, jeans, and then we see the the itinerary. Like the most casual night was khakis, dress shirt. I'm like, oh no, <laughs> we had to go go out and buy a suit, <laughs> or a couple, because it's not only in the dining room; it's the entire ship. For that oh, really? cruise, it was the wow. entire ship. So you have your formal night as ship wise. Jeez. See, yeah, that's, it was nice though. It was. It was I enjoyed it. I, I. I. wouldn't. I wouldn't enjoy that. I, yeah. I want to relax on a cruise ship, and that means I. You know, look. I, I'm. I'm not saying you go into a dining room dressed, dressed like a schlub, but, um, <laughs> you know, I, I'd like the option if I don't feel like you know going you know, going formal. That I'd like the option of being able to wear something a little a little less dressy. I think I, on Royal Caribbean, I think the people at actually dress nicer. Than what I've been seeing on the Disney. On Disney, cruise. I agree with you. I agree with you. Um, I've noticed that as well. I've noticed that as well. That um, well, I think just you know, I don't know. I don't know what the. I don't think it's the caliber of, of guest per se. Uh, a difference in the caliber of guest. I think just. I think the atmosphere in Disney is probably just a little more relaxed. Oh yeah. It seems like it's changed though. From when we first started cruising on Disney, it was a little more dressy. The industry changed though. Yeah. The and industry then, changed. In, you know. in large measure because of Disney. Really? Um, well, yeah. You know, you these ships, a lot of these ships did not have the kind of children's services they have now before Disney came along. Disney was the first, uh, first cruise line to offer a majority of their mm-hmm. staterooms as outside staterooms, and the majority of them as balcony staterooms. Uh, go take a look at some of those ships from the 80s. Yeah. Um, and even into the 90s. And how few mm-hmm. st- uh, balcony staterooms there are. Disney was the first one to do the split bathroom design. They were the first one to put a tub in the stateroom. Um, they were the first one to do kid services at that level. And everybody else had to play catch up. It was incredibly innovative uh, when they released the Magic. It was a very, very innovative ship. And it did have a huge impact on the industry. And, you know, I know some people would probably argue that point, but 
you're wrong and I'm right. <laughs> um, but so, you know, I think the industry has changed in large measure over the last 20 years, 15 years because of Disney. And, you know, I'm sorry, but you see the outbreak of uh, Norwalk virus happening right now yeah. on cruise ships. And I don't want to jinx it, but you rarely hear it from Disney. That's because, you know, the Center for Disease Control has certain guidelines for how these ships are supposed to be cleaned. And Disney meets those guidelines and then goes above. Mm-hmm. Disney goes well, well, well beyond what the guidelines require them to do right. in terms of keeping those ships clean. Those ships are immaculate. Because it's not about dodging fees. It's about making sure that does not happen because that would look terrible. But, it, you know, it has happened. There have been outbreaks of Norwalk on Disney. Um, but I'll tell you, it's not common. It's not something where you start seeing it on Princess Royal Caribbean, uh, Holland America. When you start getting these outbreaks, um, you don't see it on Disney as much. I mean, it's going to happen. You're going to have issues like that when you have that many people in a confined space, no matter how clean you try and keep it. Um, but Disney goes, I think, well beyond what I, they're required to do. When I was on Royal Caribbean, <laughs> I was struck with the fact, you know, when you're on the Disney cruise, everywhere you go, they're handing you hand wipes to do your hands. Exactly. Or on Royal Caribbean, they had the machines there. And it's like, I sat there the one day when we were in Central Park, and how many people just walked right past that? Right. Those, and the cast members um, manning like the front of the, the restaurants with the hand wipes on Disney are like linebackers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You are not getting past them. <laughs> mm-hmm. You try and get past them, they will chase you down and hand you one. Here, Thank you. Um, I'm just walking through. No, no, no. But you know what? When somebody is handing you that, it's just so easy. Yes, it's it is. It's just so easy. Somebody's handing it to you. Oh, sure. Okay. Good idea. You know, but if I have to take the three steps over to the Purell machine, <laughs> right. you know, oh, well, let's wait too far out of my way. And there was times that the machine didn't have stuff in there. Saw that a lot, too. So, I mean, little things add up. I'm sure that that adds to, you know, why Disney, you don't see the big major outbreaks. And I'm surprised that other cruise lines have not adopted that policy. Um, I think that's one of the reasons that Disney Disney keeps that in check. So. But uh, congratulations, Disney Cruise Line. Well-deserved. Yeah. Um, top three spots, Condé Nast Travelers. Best cruise lines. I agree with it. Cool. Well, all right. well our next uh, story is Disneyland Paris teams up with Chef Paul Bocuse for Ratatouille attraction. Uh, Disneyland Paris Resort has enlisted the help of the godfather of French cuisine to come up with a new attraction starring Remy, the little rat, who dreams of becoming a master chef in Ratatouille. Uh, it's scheduled to open this summer. This new attraction will be located in Le Mans de Remy, the world of Remy, a reconstruction, uh, reconstructed Parisian neighborhood in the studio's uh, Disney park. Now, I don't think it was a reconstruction neighborhood. That's after like the Civil War and stuff. Uh, <laughs> And now here's a French word that I'm not going to be able to pronounce. Uh, the attraction will be titled Ratatouille. I'm going to try to translate this. The, uh, the adventure. La adventure. L'aventure. L'aventure. Ptolemon. Ptolemon. Toque. Toque de Remy. Uh, <laughs> the Remy restaurant. I can pronounce it good. I don't know what it means. I, <laughs> use your Google Glass translator. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, really. I should try that. Isn't Toque hat? Isn't that the French, the chef hat? Am I getting that wrong? Your guess is no better than mine, I would say. It'll be Toque, right? Is it Toque? I don't know. T-O-Q-U-E-E. With a little little thing. Anyway, 
Uh, the ride will invite guests <laughs> to follow the adventures of the young rat. Like the Oscar-nominated film, the ride will take place inside of the Parisian restaurant Chez Gusteau. Um, now, since gourmet cuisine is at the heart of the new attraction, the ride will open alongside a new restaurant, Le Bistro de Remy, where friends can savor the little chef's famous ratatouille in a jumbo setting. Okay, for as cute as the movie is, for as cute as the movie is, does anybody else have a problem with rats in restaurants? <laughs> I think when they did it at uh, Le Chef's, it was cute when yeah, they brought them out on was. the tray. It was, but still, you know, just your parent together, <laughs> rat and food <laughs> in the same place. And that's just a little unsettling to me. That's all I'm saying. That's just a little unsettling. Uh, they provided a few details on the attraction last May, noting that it will allow the character of Remy to combine his storytelling talents with next-generation technology. Uh, living up to the promise, the ride will allow guests to experience the world as Remy sees it in a few inches from the ground. So... Uh, it's hello. I'm just voting? pointing at your microphone <laughs> since you're talking to here. I apologize. Okay. So so it sounds cool. It's interesting. It's going to be in the uh, interesting that it's going to be in the studios park. But I guess that park could really use something. It needs something like this. Um, I mean, that's kind of cool. I saw some uh, you know some artist renderings, and you know you're you are going around the restaurant. You know, from his point of view, right? Which, which is neat, and it's going to have you know the voice actors. I don't know if Pat Oswalt will be involved because he'd have to speak French. Well, irrespective, irrespective, I think uh, you have Chef Paul involved. The food's going to be amazing. Yeah, uh, Chef Paul is, of course, one of the Le Chefs de France. That uh, well, he's Monsieur Paul, isn't he? Well, and he's also Monsieur Paul, yeah. which is right. the the uh, what used oh, to be uh, okay. Bistro de okay. Paris, the Bistro de Paris. Um, but he's, you know, he's one of the three chefs that uh, founded uh, Le Chefs de France and put that menu together. That so, makes sense. Um, he's been involved with Disney before with very, very good results for those who have eaten at Chefs de France and those who have eaten at Monsieur Paul. So I think, you know, at least we know the food will be good. Right, exactly. Um, but, you know, it's in that part of the Disneyland Paris Park, the studios, which, you know, for those who haven't been there, when you go into the Magic Kingdom, the Disneyland Park in Paris, it is amazing. It blows ours away, I just mm-hmm. in terms of the detail and the scope. And But they spent $4 billion right. on it, so it should. And then they spent $75 <laughs> on the studios. <laughs> the studios were built on... They had, a, they had an agreement with the, the French government that they, after a certain amount of time, they had to build a second park. But at that point, Disneyland Paris was not profitable. They were losing money hand over fist, so they were not going to invest... Okay. You know, a billion dollars building this park, and clearly they didn't. It was pocket change. It's like the stuff they found, like on the like on the bottom. <laughs> uh, it's a small world, is what they used to pay for this. Well, I like. I always like to say that um, you know the Disney Studios Park out in Paris looks like it's made out of cardboard. It does. <laughs> it does. And, uh, you know, I heard somebody say once it was the, at night they they took it down and put it away, and then you know put it back up before anybody got there the next morning because it looks it looks like a temporary park. Yeah. So. Um, interesting that they chose to put it there. It is, and hopefully this is the first in many uh, new things that will go there that would be of higher caliber. That's what I'm hoping. Yeah, I mean they have yeah. a few. They have what's the uh, the coaster with turtle turtle? Uh, oh yeah, the oh turtle. My gosh, the uh, crush, the crush coaster. Yeah, which uh, is that was nauseating. It is, um, quite frankly. But it was a really cool ride, and 
and that's a big that's a big draw in that park. Of course, they have Tower of Terror there, um, which is all done in French, which is something you should experience at least once. It was really cool. A um, little different than than ours here. Um, it's very similar, to, I think, to the one in in California. But um, well, the cool part of this Remy ride, uh, if all the rumors are correct, it's going to use a new kind of technology and ride vehicle that they're also saying they might try to use for uh, a brave ride if they don't do the Norwegian boat ride and they actually do a track ride. Um, the only other place they use this type of vehicle is in... Oh, wait a second. Is this Remy thing a ride or a restaurant? It's, it's a both. ride. It's both. Oh, it's oh. both. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, That's right. Okay. But yeah, they use the uh, the technology right now in Pooh's Honey Hunt in Tokyo Disney, so they <laughs> might bring it... So they're going to use it in uh, the Remy ride and then they might also use that for the, uh, what, I think I said Brave before, but Frozen, whenever right. they eventually do a ride for that soon here. See, so. typical fat guy. I'm just focused on the food. <laughs> I'm, like, all excited that Chef Paul's open another <laughs> restaurant. I'm like, I hope I got to go at Disneyland Paris just for that. No, but I think it would be cool. And like I said, I hope it adds to that park. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. And our next uh, and final news story is sing-along version of Disney's Frozen opens to big sales. Now, Disney's hit Frozen continues to make headlines uh, in its 10th uh, weekend in nationwide release as a new sing-along version. Uh, sing-along? Sing-along. Did I say? You're Jewish, you're Jewish from Long Island. Sing-along. <laughs> sing-along version of the film sparks renewed interest among, among moviegoers. Um, Frozen is number one at the North American box office, where the sing-along is rolling out in 2,057 theaters. The film's total location count was uh, 2,754. That's been the number one seller on movie ticketing service Fandango for three days, which will be even more than that by now since this news article came out. And uh, so basically what it is is the movie Frozen in the theaters with the sing-along song bouncing head thing. Because that would be enjoyable to listen to people that couldn't carry a tune in a handbag. Well, now. <laughs> Obviously, uh, I went to this. <laughs> no, you didn't. On no. opening night. I yeah, can listen to Adina Menzel, or I could listen to the lady next to me. <laughs> How was it? Though? It was fantastic, yeah. actually. We went oh, you weren't kidding? No. no okay. I saw were you drunk? Twitter. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> I would have to be, for sure. I saw you were tweeting, but I never saw what you said afterwards. Uh, yeah, I was tweeting. So we went and had a few beers, and then we went to the 1030 showing, and it's in the huge theater, uh, theater number two at downtown Disney. Oh, so, so it was like Rocky Horror Picture Show. You show was down in front, not only single one. But acting out the movie, <laughs> kind of. We, we throwing actually, things at the screen. We actually set up on the top balcony, <laughs> three floors. So we set up on the the highest floor, um, and it was great. It was it was hilarious. Everyone clapped. They sang along. It was mostly teenage girls, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> what was it like? A little snowflake going over? Uh, yeah. So in the songs, they had the words at the bottom, and then a little snowflake. It's like karaoke. Go. I mean, it was it was great. Yeah. It's it's a brilliant idea to extend the life of the film in theaters. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. You know, it's just, it's, and it, you know what? It's such a simple thing, but, you know, it's going, it's probably going to generate another 50 to $100 million for this oh, film. Absolutely. I, I hope a, that they go back and do it to other movies. Yeah, I think we, we're like going to see Mermaid, more of these. Beauty and the Beast. It's, it's a, such a smart idea. It's a complete way to, re, to uh, renew that box office. I think too. they should do this with John Carter of Mars. <laughs> um, so, I loved John Carter, by the way. I love that I movie. Like I thought movie that was a great movie. Would you and, recommend, because I haven't seen Frozen yet. So would you recommend oh, absolutely seeing the, see the bouncing regular. snowflake no. or see the regular version and then... See the regular version, then listen to the soundtrack 80 times and then go back and <laughs> sing the words that you have memorized. And so you okay. didn't even need the bouncing snowflake. No. 
Um, now, was, do you think this is going to have like a lot of kids? Uh, is that is well? That's that... why we went to the ten thirty one. Yeah, because during the day it's going to be all kids. Right. I think it should be in three D too. <laughs> this was the word just yeah. come right out at you, like Star Wars. Yeah, or a teleprompter. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> it's my fault. Hey, yeah, it, it is your fault. You're the producer. You're supposed to spot this stuff. Can we put a little So nice we spent two hours doing pre-production. Let's move that postcard, actually. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, hold on. Just cut back to me. Oh, no, the other way. There. I'll just do the show like that. <laughs> okay. Let my head block the glare. Well, uh, that's it for the news, I suppose. Okay. <laughs> Unless anybody has anything to add to the Frozen Bounce alone. Well, it's earned more than $820 million worldwide and has become the second highest grossing non-sequel animated film of all time, only behind Disney's Finding Nemo. It also ranks number seven among all animated films. You're so good on the spot. I know. I just pulled that right out of my head. Um all right. Well, thank you very much, Dustin. We're going to move on to rapid fire, and right. we're going to go to Dustin. Okay. Um, so that's not that. Okay. Uh, my first one is uh, Edwin McCain is going to be performing at uh, February's Velvet Sessions. Now, and can you tell me who this is? No, I can't. Um, but Edwin McCain? Who is it? Um, he has that one song. Oh, well, Okay. <laughs> Hold on, I'll sing it for us. I don't know. <laughs> and um, his next performance is going to be the lobby of the Red Roof Inn on 192. <laughs> now, I've never been to I've never been to Velvet Sessions. They do this once once a month. Yeah, it's just one artist. It's usually, the last Thursday of the month, I believe. Uh, yeah, is. this is going to be Thursday, February 27th uh, at 6:30 p.m. And that's in the uh, the lobby of. Can the, someone tell me who this man? He is? He sings that song. I'll, I'll be, be your crying shoulder. Oh, is that who that is? Yeah, yeah. It's that's not. There's that one and another one. I don't know. Other ones. Well, apparently there was a lot of a lot of jumble on who was going to be there this month. A lot of some people canceled and stuff. So it's now official. It was what ninety seven. I'll be came out ninety seven. I love wow. that song. I don't know those details. Can you name a Dutchie song? <laughs> yeah, there was several. I think there was some bitterness from Corey. Oh, that's right. Um, <laughs> last week there was some Dutchie. That's uh, hilarious. Yeah, in the Universal show. Uh, I remember the one, I'm Coming Home or something. You probably remember that because it was, uh, I think, on American, the, Idol American Idol. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think a lot Corey's of a big know. Daughtry fan, and, yeah. and Sean and Craig are apparently not, if you watch the Universal <laughs> show from last week. Um, so that's what we're talking about there. Uh, I tell you what, though. And as soon as I saw that, I'm like, oh, Corey's going to have something to say about that. <laughs> Tell you what, he's not my—he's totally not my favorite artist. It's not the style of music I usually listen to. But me and Corey went to a concert about two years ago, and man, he can put on a show. I'll tell you that. If he's local, I'll go to the concert. Yeah, I'll be there Saturday, Universal. Well, you aren't going to miss him then because he's on Friday night. Are you sh- sure? Yeah. Okay. Well, Pretty then, sure. I'll be there Friday. I think. I thought no, he's there on the eighth. Isn't that Saturday? Saturday? Yeah, Saturday. Is it Saturday? Yeah. Oh well, I would have missed it then. Yeah. <laughs> So Edwin McCain at uh, Velvet Sessions. Wonderful. I also have another rapid fire. Uh, since John's not able to be here, he had one that he wanted to talk about, and that's a, a new website to check the balance of your Disney gift card. It's DisneyGiftCard.com. Now you can uh, you can purchase them there. You can check your balance, and you can order different designs and stuff like that, and uh, get them uh, mailed to you. I'm sure they could probably mail them to the resort too. I would imagine. Uh, I haven't checked that, but. Um, that's pretty cool now. If you have gift cards just laying around, you don't know how much is left on your yeah. on your balance. You can go to uh, DisneyGiftCard.com. Awesome. Yeah. Thank you, Dustin. Let's move over to Lady Whirling. Yeah. Okay. 
The sundry shops on the magic, the dream, and the fantasy are now going to be open when the ships are docked in Port Canaveral, where before all those stores were closed. Um, The store is going to be closed during the muster drill, but now who's it and what's it on the dream and the fantasy is going to be open from 12 to 8.30, and quacks on the magic will be open from 12 to 6.30. They haven't set this up you can't do this on the wonder just yet so i'm sure after it goes through a dry dock or whatever but you'll be able to get sundries toiletries pool items if you need goggles sunscreen you can get it on the ship now instead of thinking oh i forgot it now what do i do so you'll be able to get it when you get on the ship that's cool i I don't know what the restrictions were before that kept them from doing i know they had to be in international waters but seems like they've worked something out (laughs) yeah normally they're not allowed to have their shops open when they're docked um same thing with uh, other ships and casinos they're not allowed to be open while they're in port they have to wait till they get into international waters because they're not charging you tax okay so i imagine they'll be charging Sales tax. But these little shops, you wouldn't think, would make that much of an impact on... Doesn't matter. State of Florida wants their sales tax. They don't charge an income tax, so they're figuring, you know... Yeah, I guess. I mean, that's uh, that can be convenient for some yeah. people. Again, it also gives you something to do, you know, in those four hours or whatever before the, the ship takes off if you need to go grab something. Now, you could probably buy a couple souvenirs there, too, I would imagine. So Yeah, they had, like, T-shirts and stuff yeah. in those little shops. But, like, especially sunscreen. If you get on the ship and realize that you packed it in your suitcase, yeah. you're sort of out of luck where now you can go to the store and pick it up. Awesome. Thank you, Kathy. Mr. Martin. Uh, Valentine's Day is next week, and if you're going to be on Disney property, uh, we have a whole list of things on the website of suggestions for you to do. I'm not going to read through all of them because there are some pretty cheesy ones. So <laughs> I, I picked three that I liked, and I had Julie pick three that she would like. Okay, I just It's kind of bizarre that all of mine involve being in the room. Um, <laughs> one of mine is the uh, relaxing outdoor hot tub at your Disney resort, or better yet, stay at a Disney Vacation Club resort where the one or two bedroom villas have a a jacuzzi, a hot tub in your room. Also, order flowers, champagne, or wine, or a unique Disney keepsake through Disney Florist. If you need flowers, and order a romantic room service meal in your room. They all involve being in the room. But these can be combined with Julie's. Um, <laughs> surprise your loved one with a spa treatment, or better yet, schedule a couple's massage. So you the, can do the couple's massage, well, you know, then the, go do everything at the, the room. The other thing you can do if you really want to surprise your wife oh. or your husband for Valentine's Day is absolutely nothing. <laughs> <laughs> do nothing. Surprise. I didn't do anything surprise. At all. And she also said... Uh, splurge on a once in a lifetime meal at uh, Victorian Alberts. We've never done that before, so oh, that you would have be, to do that. That's a really cool that would be place. something really cool to do, and <clears throat> also enjoy, especially cruise, a fireworks cruise. So all of her, her things can be followed up by hot tub and more food, room <laughs> service. There are some there are some other ideas at Discovery Cove. They offer like some add on packages if you want uh, want to do something special there in Portofino Bay Hotel. They have a Harbor Nights Romantico two thousand. 14. So if you're at Universal, there are some options there, too. So we have a whole list. Like I said, some of them are cheesy. Um, some of them are pretty funny. But go check them out in the awesome. events, events section of our site. Excellent. Thank you, Corey. Jonathan. 
All right, so uh, Jeff Alves just sent me this breaking news that the ZD sisters will have their final performance in Epcot's Italy Pavilion on February 22nd. Aww. So those are the ladies in red. Oh, yeah. oh, they come out and perform. Yeah, I've never really watched them too much, but they always uh, draw a huge crowd. Yeah, so. they do. Why, I wonder why they're I'm getting not rid sure. of them. I they need to make track thing or if it's... They have to make more time for Sergio, the mime. Mm. You know his name? Mm-hmm. Is he an Italian mime, or is he the he, he blows He blows the whistle. That's the French guy, right? With the chair. They all blow the whistles. Oh, okay. And Sergio is the mime in Italy. Oh. Pretty sure. Am I right? Yeah. I don't know. He, I don't, yes. I don't watch right. those things. He and throws he, balls. Yeah, he throws balls at people. Who are the chair people in France? Do you the, know their names? The uh, Monsieur <laughs> Chair. <laughs> the chair people. Monsieur Chair. Monsieur. <laughs> uh, all right, so my real rapid fire. Thank you, Jeff, by the way, for that. <laughs> Uh, new membership magic perks added to my, uh, added to Disney Vacation Club. So DVC has announced several new perks for their members, all bundled together as the new mo- membership magic program. Um, it features new discounts, new experiences created at Walt Disney World, and exclusive merchandise offered online. Um, there's a summer sailing f- for the uh, annual members cruise in August on the Dream, and two member exclusive ABD trips um, in New York City and San Francisco. Um, in the future, opportunities in California, Hawaii, and at sea will be offered. Members will be able to learn about all of these at dvcmember.com. So I think this is a good improvement to kind of collect everything, all these kind of special benefits, and have them in one place for people to, yeah. to access. So Absolutely. Seems like a good thing. Awesome. All right. Thank you, Sean. Gregory. Uh, Nothing? Uh, Malcolm Smith was here yesterday. Who, Who is, is Malcolm that? Smith? He was the Super Bowl, oh. Super Bowl, the Super Bowl MVP winner for the Seattle Seahawks. So that was cool. Did you all enjoy the Super Bowl? <clears throat> I like the commercials. I guess that's enough. I mean, the commercials. It, and what's up with Denver's uniform? They want to be seen from space with that orange. I didn't watch it. There were no gay people picking up <laughs> those uniforms. I'm telling but you that Seattle right now. Seattle had the bright green. Well, that's better than that oh, that traffic cone orange that Denver was wearing. But see, I used to always look That's forward. all I care about. I look at that. Uh, you like, look at oh, that. What are they wearing? I used to look forward to the commercials, but now with Facebook and, you know, everything coming out before the Super Bowl, I've seen you know, I've seen every that's single true one of too. them. You're like, "Oh, yeah, check this one out. It's going to be funny." But, you know, it was boring. <laughs> it really was. All right. Well, and I I was just going to add that um Boy, I forgot. Walt Disney World has <laughs> wow has quit, senior moment. Yes, has um, quit annual pass testing with the the Magic Bands and My Magic okay. Plus. So, I guess they figured it works for annual pass holders. So they're not recruiting people like they were doing last week. Or so are they just doing it for annual pass holders now, or just they? No, supposedly the- it's it's ended. So okay, I think they got their group, and now they're going to see yeah. how it goes, and then move on from there. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. All right. Thanks, everybody. Uh, to close out our segment, our uh, show this week, we have our top 10 threads from disboards.com for the month of January. And some interesting ones here. Um, number 10 this, uh, this week or this month. Uh, for those who think only Dizzers hate FastPass Plus, check their Facebook page by Restuso. And uh, so I guess people on the Disney Facebook page... <laughs> are complaining about it too. exactly yeah they, they're sending people to the official uh i don't know if it's a disney world facebook page or a specific facebook page for uh, uh fast pass plus but yeah people are kind of ripping it apart yeah so it's not just on our site <laughs> yeah. 
Um, uh, number nine, Epcot is Sad by uh, Horizons uh, R.I.P. And uh, this, this, I'm sorry, this thread sounds a little trollish to me. Um, first of all, keep in mind the username is Horizons R.I.P. Uh, so apparently bitter about Horizons closing <laughs> yeah. a thousand years ago. Uh, it is really hard to find a starker contrast than between the timeless charm of Magic Kingdom and the sad, outdated 80s retro-futurism of Epcot. The place looks like it came out of a bad Jetsons episode. I felt insulted by the choose-your-future ending of Spaceship Earth. Horizons, at least, treated the issue seriously. As for World Showcase, does anyone else find it borderline offensive? Mariachis in Mexico, pagodas and forbidden palace architecture in China. Can this person Skype in? <laughs> um... And, of course, people on the boards... Of course. Disagree. <laughs> disagree. So we'll let them speak for themselves. Um, I understand where he's coming from, and I, I think a lot of it is... I, I, oh, I and Horizons... However, look, I'm, I, I'm, I, I was sad, too, when they closed Horizons, and I loved Horizons, but, you know, Horizons was some... You know, it was outdated retro when it was yeah. opened. But it's classic. Um, but it, of course it's yeah. classic. I'm not saying that. But I, so I think, you know, uh, I, 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 I'm not supposed to talk about it. I saw something. Never mind. Um, one of the things I think uh, is true is that, uh, you know, there's enough changes over the years. I was looking at some stuff from about 15, 20 years ago when I was coming to Disney World. And how many things are still very, very much the same. Yeah. But also there are things that are different. There's enough changing over time that it's uh, it's still interesting and fresh in a lot of ways um, but also enough things stay the same that you have that nostalgia mm-hmm. um, I don't want them to do anything I wouldn't want them to do anything significant to future world um, even figment <laughs> we yeah no that they need to address but you know you know they would you know, put, putting mission space in uh, the update to test track Soren. Uh, these are all within the last decade. And the cool thing about those attractions and the, where they're going with Future World is that unlike when it was first open in the uh, early 80s, it, these attractions are less and less about what the future might look like and instead using real-world technology that exists now to project a not-so-distant future. You know, like a future from ten years from now, as far as like, and I think it was done. I, and I thought also think it was done very stylistically. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I love what they did to Spaceship Earth. So, yeah. just you know, just get over it. Horizons is closed. <laughs> okay, it's not coming back. Move on. It wasn't a realistic ending. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, number eight. Yes, touring Cinderella's Dream Suite was amazing. One of the top threats of, of the 2013. Still. Still going strong. Uh, number seven, Disney World is broken. <laughs> um, uh, posted by Mary S. Two Twenty Two on the uh, theme parks, attraction, and strategy board. Um, I've been to Disney World over ten times in my forty plus years, and the experience just gets worse each year. I really wanted to believe that each bad visit was just an anomaly. Uh, maybe bad luck or the wrong time of year, but I've learned that it doesn't really matter when you go. The Disney magic is long gone. Uh, the root of all the problems are the crowds, or more specifically, the over-demand slash under-supply imbalance related to their most popular attractions. We keep hearing this yeah. over and over and over again. I mean, 
Mary is not the only person to have commented on this. Um, even in the slow months, I just got back yesterday, and she posted this on January 27th. Uh, the parks are so crowded, you're forced into full Disney combat mode to make sure you have a fun time at the park. Um, you all know what that is. Get there at Rope Drop, get your Fast Passes, plan your route, uh, make your ADRs months in advance, eat early, ride while others are watching parades. It's insanity. But not doing all that is even more insane because you'll be stuck in lines all day and maybe yeah. miss riding certain attractions altogether. Um, I think that's sad because if you were just coming to the Diz boards for the first time and you've never been to Disney and you read that, you might have second thoughts about coming. And I still think you can go to the parks. You know, Maybe you don't see you know everything, but you get to see a good part of it. And there's still magic in the parks. But what does it say? What does it say when your most ardent fans, your most loyal fans people who have been coming for 20, 30, 40 years even, are starting to say this. People who were your fiercest defenders for every change. I mean, remember when we started this show, anything negative I said about Disney mm. was met with a strong response, uh, not a positive one, uh, by a lot of people. Um, now, not so much. And I, I'm starting to see this more and more on the boards. This, you know, so... I'm I'm wondering, you know, I, I I can't blame these people. Oh right, but, but I, I I guess I think nowadays everybody feels like they have a platform so that if something isn't going their way in a park, they can relay that information. Or maybe you know, like when you first started going, well, you had a board, but I mean, how many people came home and posted that? something wasn't quite right like everybody now feels that they have to come back and report the on culture how, has changed definitely you know so maybe you know if somebody's going for the first time they went and had an absolute absolutely wonderful time but when you're reading some of these reviews and that's like with the fast passes and everything else people are now starting to second guess whether or not they should go instead of just going and experiencing it for themselves and making their own decision right that's true that's true. But, you know, when you're talking about the kind of money you need to lay out to do a Disney vacation, um, you know, people are going to want to get as much information as they can. And then they start seeing stuff like this. I understand what you're saying. And I don't think it should deter first time visitors from coming. Um, everybody has their own opinion. Everybody's experience is different. I'm sure for every <coughs> excuse me, for every person that's had this experience, you've got at least one other that's had a, a much more positive experience. So. You know, and I'm not blaming the poster because, like I said, you know, after a while you start seeing a trend to some of this yeah. stuff. Oh, I and think that, that people should then say some of this stuff. But you, if you're reading it, need to take it with a grain of salt because unless you tell Disney that you're not satisfied that, you know, the lines are long and your um, cast members maybe didn't do everything they should have. How's Disney going to know? But then on the other hand, if you had a good experience, you need to report that also. But what I would point out to people, and this is true as true now, if not more so than it has been for years, Disney does listen. They read these boards. They read your feedback. Mm -hmm. They read the emails and letters you send. Um, and they, they do change things. Um, I realize that some of the stuff, especially where FastPass Plus is concerned, and the My Disney Experience initiative in general um, has people frustrated, confused, and sometimes downright pissed off. Yeah. 
Um, and to those of us who are ardent fans, um, I'm choosing to say, wait and see. I want to see, you know, they keep tweaking and adjusting. I want to give, this is a billion dollar initiative. And if there's a problem in the parks, Disney is usually pretty good about fixing it. Exactly. And too many people are complaining about this. They're going to respond. I don't know what that response is going to be. If they don't respond, they will pay the price for it. Because when the hardcore fans stop coming, that will have a dent in the bottom line, whether Disney wants to acknowledge that or not. There's a lot more of them than they realize. And, I, you know, think back to, like, the first time you came. The first time I came, I really didn't get it for a couple of days. Right. But just think how different my life became because mm-hmm. I came to Disney. And just think. You Amen, know, there, sister. You know, <laughs> we a, all agree. <laughs> you know, there's a lot of people that would miss that opportunity if they went by all the things that Disney World is broken you know, come give it a shot. And then if you didn't have a good time while you're here, say something, you know, go back on a message board, but don't scare the people away from coming. Yeah. And I don't, I, I see it. I don't see it as scaring them. Right. I see it as, um, you know, manage, managing people's expectations. So yeah. when they do come, they say, you know, they can look out for these things. And But just, there's been so many threads I've read lately on on the Diz that people that well now we've decided to pack it in we're not coming back anymore and that's sad you know well we have one of those threads coming up too (laughs) that we're going to read in a second Uh, our number six thread free dining 2014 by Brit Mario 4 and you know we're it'll be coming we just don't know you know I'm assuming now that's something I wish they would change up a little bit because it seems like when it first started and, you know, they had a lot of things on the menu to change, choose from. Now it's gotten to the point, like, every restaurant's pretty much the same. Yeah. I, th- I think they need to. Well, you know, it's, it's funny. I was thinking about this. I remember back in uh, right after 9-11 um, talking with some executives at Disney World. Um, you know, myself speaking to them from the standpoint of being an owner in Dreams Unlimited Travel. And I know other people in the travel industry were having the same discussions with them because they were very frustrated. You know, a lot of us saying, you need to do something to get people down here. You need to put out a discount. You need to put out something. And Disney was, their, their, their policy was fervent. We will not discount our product. Because if we do it once, then we have to do it for good. Mm-hmm. And it turned out they were absolutely right. That if they don't offer free dining, mm-hmm. if they don't offer some of these packages, they're not they're going to lose money. Right, because people lose money. just sit there waiting. I'm not going to book until free dining comes And if out. they don't get it, if they don't get it, they will have a canary mm-hmm. if they don't get their free dining. Yeah. And you know what? And I, I understand that. I understand that. That's a big savings. It is. You know, you're buying your Disney World vacation and you don't have to pay for food. That's a big savings. Of course, I can understand why people would do that. But I, I wonder if they regret if they regret yeah. having done it. That would be interesting to know. Because I know, you know, like, like you said, you know, they've scaled back what's available on the menus. They've scaled back the number of weeks that free mm-hmm. dining is available. Um, the only time it ever shows up outside September is if they're really hurting. And even then, it'll be kind of... Although last year, didn't they do it through... They ran it almost through December. Didn't when, they? Year before last, I think. Year it before was. last. Yeah, that it was all the way into December, and you're like, "Wow, geez." Yeah, there was. I mean, it, it was it was big, but um, you know, 
interesting. We'll we'll see. But I yeah, yeah they're going to release free dining. When I don't know, yeah. but it'll be in September. Um, it'll be take a look at the the, the weeks uh, from last year, late August into mid September. I think it was about three weeks of. Uh, September had it, and that's what you're going to get. So, number five, uh, uh, the uh, second place thread from right. 2013, stateroom Mickey ears, and then some by I Drive Illumina. <laughs> I drive a Dodge Stratus. <laughs> Ever since Dustin Dustin cracked that joke to me when we were putting the list together, I it's a Saturday Night Live bit with Will Ferrell. Um, I drive a Dodge Stratus. <laughs> Every time I hear I drive Illumina. I, I got to think of that now. Well, that's one of those things. Like when I signed up, I used Safety Mom. I didn't realize that many years later, you know, I was going to be associated with right. Safety Mom. It was just I picked a user. What do you think I drive Illumina drives now? Yeah. Well, hey, maybe he's a Dodge Stratus. Stratus. I don't know, but he's a division manager. He has 27 people working under him. <laughs> We're not making fun of you, I drive Illumina. Just your username. Um, the number four thread coming to us from, again, the Theme Parks, Attractions, and Strategy Board by Mama Bear 0222, 0222, I should probably say. Yeah. Uh, throwaway Room. Um, so I've searched this and can't find anything. Is it true you can get a throwaway room to get magic bands? Which resorts? I don't have a lot of time left. LOL. <laughs> Sent from my Samsung S3 using his voice. Um, <laughs> I don't get it. What is this? Do you, okay, do you have an opinion on that? Because I do. What exactly are they talking about? People are just getting like a cheap room on property and never even showing up in the room. Just to get the magic band? Just to get so the magic basically band saying, fast passes. I'd like to have this magic band as an accessory. I will pay $100. No, for fast passes. Oh, for fast passes. Yes. Okay. <laughs> for fashion. Okay. <laughs> so like they're staying off property mm-hmm. and they just, oh. Oh. <laughs> I mean, they're paying just, for it. They're not doing just, anything wrong. Just stay on site. Well, they used to do that at the <laughs> campground, and they used to do that to try to get free dining. And then Disney got wise to that and said, like, you couldn't do that for a campsite. Yeah. So is Disney going to go move? I, I don't I don't know. How do you enforce that? Like, I don't you're know. Not is there any need to that? There's no. no need to enforce yeah. it. They, they, can't, they can't make in. you sleep there. Well, they do have to come in every couple of days and make sure... You're not dead. Yes. <laughs> I just but, felt like a body rotting I'm sure in there. Disney doesn't care that people are using rooms and unless they start seeing that well they're not using the food courts and just go and mess up the towels and the bed a bit well they can't force you you to use the food courts no but you know what i mean you know how disney has it you know like if we keep you on property we can control you yes (laughs) and now we can track you well that's what the magic your face is going to be on a on a wall and there's a lookout for her (laughs) she's She's not eating at the food courts well see i I don't know again I, i wasn't really familiar with this practice so i you know what? If you're paying for the room, you deserve to get the magic band. That's true. You know, you're paying for the room. It's not. Well, the argument that a lot of people were using is, so you get the room, but I wanted that room, and I'm going to stay on property, and I'm going to go to the food courts, and I'm going to do this. Right. But I have money, and I got there first. Right. Right. Yeah. That's the age-old it's, discussion. You know, it's, it's uh, uh, you know what? Uh, it, oh God! Well, this yeah, t- is this going to turn right? into another yeah. st- you know five people in a room, strollers, <laughs> pool hopping, yeah. pool hopping. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, um, this is all the earmarkings. Um, has all the earmarkings of that. 
Um, number three, I'm guessing our family is done with Disney there by Postal68. Um, <laughs> Scary name. <laughs> yeah. Uh, again, theme parks attraction. The people on the theme parks board are very angry. They're going postal. Um, we have been giving, giving Disney our vacation dollars for three-plus decades. In those 30-plus years, and I would say about 35 visits, we have never done a single rope drop. We are not rope drop people. Vacation to us is not getting up and running to a park at 6, 7 a.m., so we can do what we paid for. Uh, now, with this horrible FastPass Plus system, we will be lucky to do one headliner attraction a day. Standby lines, as I predicted, are growing and slowing to the highest average levels ever. Disney only wants you in their parks to spend money on food and souvenirs and soon fast passes, uh, not to see their attractions. I'm sorry, Disney. It was a good run. Thanks for the memories. And then in uh, parentheses, how soon will someone post, quote, Good. Less wait time for me, or don't worry, someone else will easily take your place. Three, two, one. <laughs> um, Why don't they just go to Disneyland? You can see all the same stuff with shorter waits. Oh, ne- okay. You, there's gonna <laughs> there's be a, a cell right there. There's, well, yeah. there's going to be a hit taken out on you uh, <laughs> by from from some people. Um, it's. You know, I, I'm I'm not gonna I'm not gonna judge anybody else's opinion if that's how you feel. Mm-hmm. Um, right. I can't say you're wrong. I can't say you're wrong. It's not how I look at it. But you know, do I need to change? But the if color people on the on if that? people on the boards if people on the boards had that attitude, we'd have about eleven posts. <laughs> um, so you know, uh, I, but it's sad. It's sad to hear stuff like that. Um, but I I do think I'll be honest with you. Uh, over the past. What are we going on? 17 years. Uh, it'll be 17 years I've had Diz boards this year. And the number of times with changes, I've heard people say, I'm never going back. They go back. It happens every time the ticket um, price increases. So yeah. ticket price increases. Yeah. It's too expensive for me now. Um, you know, we, we hear this. I, you know, and I think some people may not. Um, but I, I, I think it's just, I, th- I think it gets a little hysterical. Honestly, yeah. and that's coming from me. Okay, <laughs> that's coming from me. If I think it's hysterical, then wow. Okay, but um, and maybe after thirty some years, maybe I mean it is okay to be tired of something, and it's not just because of what's happening at Disney. It's because you've come here how many times, and now you're done doing. Well, it. I also think part of the problem is that people have. Oh my gosh, we're overtime. I'm surprised. Um, people have a set idea of what they want to do when they come and i think one thing that really struck me from last week's segment with john and kevin doing mm-hmm. the uh, meat and animal expert for lunch at, at sanaa um was kevin saying you know this renewed my passion for disney how about trying to do some different things yeah, do something new. if if some of this theme park touring that you've done 35 times over 40 years is getting old and difficult for you there's other things to do maybe try taking a different perspective mm-hmm. and maybe that you know, I'm just suggesting it. I'm not saying you're wrong if you don't. I'm just saying, you know, there are other things to do too, and you can, if you want to make something work, you can make it work. Spice it up. Um, and, and I would say we were at Epcot last night, and I realized this is like the slower time of the year. But I, we were in the food court, and I says, you know, let's just see if I can get a um, fast pass for Soren. And there were still fast passes, you know, yeah. that I would have had to wait like an hour and something. So. You can get it. Yeah. So, all right. Number two, FastPass Plus basic information. 
attraction list and suggested priorities by Mesa Boy 2. And the number one thread on Disboards.com for January 2014, the Walt Disney World Vacation A Day Contest by Wed WDW, and that was a very popular thread. Yes, it was. So that uh, that does it for our top ten list for uh, January, and that also does it for this segment. We hope you enjoyed it. We'll be back with you again next time with another edition of the Diz Unplugged. Thanks for being with us, and remember, stay out of the damn lakes. Bye.